Talking Retirement with Bob Dr. McLevitis. This is Mac Voices. Today's edition of Mac Voices is supported by Truebill. Get control of your subscriptions at truebill.com slash macvoices. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, we have Bob, Dr. McLevitis, back with us this time around. Bob, it's great to see you, but the office looks a little different for some reason. <laughs> you noticed, huh? No I, Beetle Shrine behind me anymore. Yeah, um, em- empty actually, shelves. Actually, there's nothing. And, and yeah, it's, it's everywhere, too. Oh, wow. I mean, and, and over there, that way, there used to be another bookcase that's not there anymore. You can't see that there. But yeah, it's we're almost uh, packed up. I'd say we're eighty percent packed up to move, and uh, I think probably we'll be out of here by mid July. Now, what does "out of here" mean? <laughs> uh, well, you know, we live in Texas, and um, it has come to my attention recently that the political climate here stinks and the politicians here are crooked thugs. And so I'm moving to somebody said, where are you moving? I said, well, anywhere that's not Texas. So I'm moving to Colorado though. I've pretty much made up my mind. Okay. So it's too hot here too, by the way, and it's too trafficy and it's too crowded and, you know, Austin, Texas used to be the greatest city I ever lived in. And I've lived in Chicago and L.A. and Palo Alto. And, I mean, I've lived in great, great places. And I would, would have rated Austin above them all. Um, but Austin, unfortunately, is in the middle of the state of Texas. And the state of Texas is odious. The people that run it have no morals. Uh, they're just unscrupulous slime bags. And... You know, I, 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 I've joined MAGA, Mothers Against Greg Abbott. Our governor is a moron. He's just a, a reprehensible individual. Don't get me started. See, now yeah. that I'm retired, I don't care. I can, I can be political and not worry about someone saying, I'm not going to buy your books anymore. Well, I don't care if you buy my books. I'm not writing anymore. <laughs> I was going to say, tell us how you really feel, Bob. Um, so, so you use the R word. Um, and this is something that may be new to a lot of folks out there that you have decided to to pretty much hang your tech journalism up. Yes, I'm, I'm retiring because uh, somebody once told me you should retire and go do the things you want to do before you get too old to do those things. And, and I keep thinking, you know, I'm 67 years old. How many more years am I going to be able to go skiing in the winter? You know, it's like... Uh, my joints aren't what they used to be. My bones aren't what they used to be. I kind of worry that, you know, I may already be past that, but there's places I want to go and there's things I want to see. And, uh, you know, I've been writing a column every week for 26 years, I think, 24 years, 25 for sure. Yeah, I think 26. So I've had a deadline every week for as long, as far back as I can remember, it's like there's always been a point in the week where sh- stuff was due, often many points in the week where many things were due, and I'm ready to have an empty plate. You know, I'm ready to wake up one day and say, 
Where do you want to go, honey? <laughs> you know, let, you want to go to Disneyland? Let's go to Disneyland. Let's go to, uh, you know, let's go to Napa Valley. Let's, let's, yeah, there's these great things now, Airbnb and uh, Turo. It's like you can get whatever you need wherever you go. So my, uh, my objective, at least in the near term, is to uh, be purposely homeless. Um, we're going to sell our house, but not buy another house right away. We're going to hit the road with just the dog and a couple of suitcases full of stuff. And uh, I'm going to see how long I can sponge off my friends and sleep on their couches moving around the United States. You know, it's like I've got friends in a lot of cities. They all say, oh, why don't you come and stay with us? So I'm going to see how many of them are good for their word. I've got a lot of cousins, you know, that are always saying, come visit. We've got plenty of room. Well, we're going to test that theory. We're going to see if we can make it until like Christmas without like landing in a in a permanent house thing situation. Between Airbnb and and my friends, I think I think I, I am positive we can do it. Oh, also, I found this other cool thing. <clears throat> it's a website slash app called Outdoorsy, and you can rent any size RV by the day, week, or month. Really, isn't that cool? Yes, yeah. I mean, if you if you ever thought, gee, a 22-foot, which is like the size of a big van, a 22-foot camper would be awesome to like go to a national park and not have to drive back and forth in traffic every day. You could go in the park and camp in the park. <gasps> wow, like a turtle. Your house is on your back. But you don't have to own it. You don't have to buy it. And And the prices are surprisingly reasonable. I mean, they're in line with what you'd pay for a hotel room. Except that you can drive them from place to place. So we're going to rent one of those for a couple of weeks. So, and, and a lot of them you can rent in point A and return in point B. So you could actually plan a trip where, you know, you're going certain places and camping. And then at the other end, you drop the thing off and, and fly to wherever you're going next. I love it. That was going to be my next question is, you know, th that sounds great, but I know – Around here, it seems like anytime you've looked at trying to rent an RV, you know, you have to, you know, take it wherever you're going, then make sure you bring it back. And, you know, the selection isn't necessarily great. And that really does hamper you if you're trying to do something like what you're talking about doing Check a cross country out outdoorsy. trip. And by the way, there's also Turo, T U R O. So if I were like, let's say, okay, so here's an example we're driving to Florida to see Lisa's family, and we're going to stay there for a few weeks. And we want to take some day trips or a couple day trips. So we want to like maybe drive down to Key West, uh, which is six hours from her or somewhere on the East Coast, West Coast of Florida, um, which is a few hours. And, and if we did that, we might want to rent a different car and not take our little Subaru. So for that, Turo. So I had to go to L.A. for a thing and my whole family was there. So I needed a car that seated five and was fairly roomy. So I was looking for an SUV, right? Nobody had an SUV to rent. None of the major rental companies. And the one that did had a Bronco for two-something two a day, 200 and something a day. And, and a Bronco, I don't think, was big enough. So I, I started thinking, what can, oh, Turo, which is like Airbnb for cars. So I got a, a really sweet Alfa Romeo <laughs> SUV. Yeah, for $98 a day. Wait a minute, and wait a minute. An Alfa Romeo SUV? Yes. Oh, yeah. It's called the Stel Stelvio or Stelvio. Stelvio. It's beautiful. 
oh, you should see this thing. It's got this beautiful, like, woven leather interior. It's really, really nice for an SUV. And this one had, it was a 2021. It had maybe 7,000 miles on it. It was just sweet. And so uh, for less than the cost, it was probably about half the cost of the one SUV I could find in Southern California that weekend. Um, and it was awesome. It was just great. We also used them when we went to Yellowstone and we needed a three row SUV because we had seven people. Um, we didn't need it to get there and get back. We needed it to go into the park with seven people. And no way we could fit in anything but three rows. So there are no three row SUVs to rent at Hertz or Avis. They just don't have any. Right. Um, they have vans. But I wanted all wheel drive because it's the mountains, you know. It's like you never know when you're going to encounter slippery conditions. So uh again, Turo, I got the biggest Subaru, the new one, the the Ascent which is three rows. It looks like a, an overgrown outback. Um, and it was brand new. I mean, it had like 700 miles on it or something. And that was, uh, I think, 130 a day or something, 140 a day. But it was the only thing that would fit the whole family so we could all go to the park in one car. So that was a lifesaver. And it was just a great experience. They, meet, they met me at the airport. <laughs> didn't have to go wait in line or anything or take a bus somewhere. It was just very, very convenient. I am a big fan of Turo. Yeah, that sounds phenomenal um, because it sounds like it, it, you're not, you aren't limited to just the usual General Motors Ford kind of, you know. No, vehicles. they have everything. They have yeah. everything. If you wanted the Lamborghini SUV or the Bentley SUV, you could rent those. I mean, they're pricey, but they have them. Wow. So, okay. So retirement, I mean, I, I'm not sure exactly how else to ask this. Does this mean, I mean, this is an absolute retirement. It's not just a, 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 a home relocation that you're stepping away from books, columns, everything. Yes, um, I, I already turned down all the books that I would ordinarily be writing this summer, which would be the, the 850th version of Mac OS for dummies and the 54th version of iPhone for dummies. Um, just, I don't have, I don't have the, uh, I'm jaded. I mean, I just don't want to do that again all summer. Uh, I've spent almost every summer for the last 20 years writing two tech books because that's when you have to write them to get them out in time. And I'd like to have a summer or two to just do, do fun stuff. I don't I want to travel. I want to. I want to go to Graceland. <laughs> I've been to Graceland. Well, you're entitled. Uh, Sun I mean, Records. Yeah, you, you've been you've been kicking around this game for a long time. I have, and I'm I've earned a rest. I think I'm ready. I'm ready for like the the prospect of waking up and not having anything to do really appeals to me at my age. It's like that would be so fun to just wake up in the morning and look at my calendar and go, oh, look, nothing on my calendar. I could do anything I want today. Wow. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, I've, I'm jaded. I, I, I just don't have the, the, the hunger to find out stuff and write about it anymore. From what you've told us, 
in previous visits. So you do seem to have a hunger for the woodworking thing. That seems to have really, you, that bug yeah, really bit you. I, I'm going to keep doing that, but that's not retired. That's a hobby. I mean, that's like a craft or, or, or artist thing. It's like, I, I don't care if I make money doing that. I just do it because I like it. It feels good. It, I've always liked creating things. Um, that's why I like making music um, recordings and why I like uh, making video because I have that, you know, the creative gene um, and writing too, same thing. So for me, woodworking is just another way of expressing myself, but this one is very soothing to me, unlike writing. I mean, sitting at a keyboard typing really gets old. It's, it's a thankless thing and you get just, you get to a point where you do it and you go, well, I'm really good at this and I can probably just do it for a couple hours a day and, you know, do other stuff after, but it, it gets to, it weighs on you. It's like, I don't want to do it any hours a day. I just want to watch movies on TV and you know, decide in the middle of the day to go to, to uh, the hill country and stay overnight at a bed and breakfast somewhere that yeah. I want to be more spontaneous. Well, there's, you know, hey, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I think we all have a, a touch of that, you know, during our work lives when just, you know, there's a day that you'd like to wake up and say, you know, I really don't want to have to do anything. And so, again, you've been at this for a long time, and so you absolutely have earned it. I know we're going to miss you. There's no question about that. Um, everywhere, and the I'm books. I'm going to miss the, doing it. I'm going to miss doing it. I mean, I already miss it, and I haven't even stopped writing columns yet. But, you know, I, I will definitely have times where I go, Maybe I should have kept a column or two, or you know, maybe I should look for some other like tech work. But I, I, I have to say, right this second, it feels like well, I'm going to go a couple years without doing any work and see how I like that. And after that, you know, who knows? Maybe by next year, I'll be feeling the itch to do something else. But um, I'm looking forward to at least a few months or maybe even a year or two with nothing on my plate with, with an empty, totally empty plate, clean slate every morning. So at this point, I'd love to have some really deep, insightful question to ask you about your career in tech and especially Apple tech, but I don't even know where to begin because you've seen so much. I mean, you were there pretty much at the beginning. Um, Read and- my next two columns. Okay. Because what I'm doing is going back through 25 years or 26 years of columns and picking out highlights and, and just kind of, it's a walk, it's a stroll through memory lane. But, uh, you know, I just started working on it and I've already uh, come across stuff like, oh, what did I just find that I thought was so good? Here, I'm going to give you a preview of next week's column. But uh, here are some of my predictions from 1986, 1996. Ready? U.S. Robotics New Technology X2, which offers download performance of 56K and rivals ISDN, is going to be well entrenched by next year. 56K. 1997 will be the year of the DVD. iOmega's popular zip and jazz drives will continue to grow in popularity. I think I might have missed on that one. <laughs> um, and finally, the hip game sprockets technology makes it easier than ever to develop great games for the Mac. And I think I nailed all four of them, but you know, 
your mileage may vary. Pretty fun going through all this old stuff. Then uh, not long after that, oh my gosh, Apple just bought Next and Steve's coming back. I mean, do you remember what a, a mind blower that was when it happened? Oh, sure. Apple was at the low point of its low, lowest low point ever. And Gil Emilio was the, the CEO. And boy, if there was ever a less charming guy running Apple, I can't, I can't recall. He was... Anyway, so yeah, it's a... I don't have any big insights. You know, it's like, I, I hate to say this, but uh, if you're a young person out there and you're thinking you want to do what I did, uh, good luck, because I don't think you can make a living doing this anymore. Um, it's gotten to the point where uh, there's no money in books, uh, unless you're Stephen King or James Patterson, maybe. Um, and, and really, the online and print uh, freelance writing business is uh, it's tough to generate enough money to you know keep yourself in in a roof over your head and, and food in your plate um you know i was i i've been very fortunate in that i had some book projects that have been like an annuity they pay every year um but not everybody gets that i mean those are few and far between and so, you know, I was able to uh, scratch out a living. But I, I, a lot of people that were in this business with me 20 years ago aren't anymore because they can't make a, a living at it. You know, I, I just, it's a, it's a tough business to, you know, I can only think of a few people in our, in our business that make a living at it um these days well like Bobby, one david pogue yeah <laughs> no i know, think i think leo laporte makes a living at it there's a few people but but for every one that's making a living at it still today there are three that don't do it anymore because they couldn't put together you know they couldn't make it work it's tough this edition of mac voices is supported by truebill Get control of your subscriptions at truebill.com slash macvoices. Did you know that 40% of people recently said that they're overwhelmed by the number of subscriptions they pay for? The other 60% probably forgot they subscribed in the first place. If you're not sure how to take control of your subscriptions, you need Truebill. The nice thing about subscriptions is that you can just set it and forget it. Unfortunately, you are still being charged after you forget it and don't want it anymore. Get in control of your subscriptions with Truebill, knowing that if you got rid of all the subscriptions you don't need or forgot about, you could save hundreds is very different from going to all the trouble to actually remember, find, and cancel them. That's why you need Truebill. Truebill makes it easy to cancel the subscriptions that you don't want anymore and keep the ones you do. So start canceling your unused subscriptions at Truebill.com slash MacVoices. Go right now, truebill.com slash macvoices. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash macvoices. Thanks to Truebill for their support of Mac Voices. But, you know, I think that's part of the interesting thing here. I mean, the, the predictions you just mentioned there, you know, they, they seem kind of quaint. 
um, by today's standards. But at the time, you know, that was cutting edge stuff. I mean, that, so, so we take a look at that and we realized how far we've come, but I'm not sure all of us recognize some of the other changes that the web has brought. Just what you were saying, you know, it, it changed the, the publishing business. It changed the tech journalism business completely. And well, and it killed Macworld. Well, yeah, it killed Macworld. It killed Macworld. So I blame the internet. Yes. Well, you know, I, did it kill it, or was it just sort of a natural evolution? I mean, in looking back, you know, I'm not sure what the place is for trade shows right now. CES and NAB, you know, are still going strong, and, you know, there's some others that are going strong. There's some smaller conferences that are a bit more niche that, you know, people like to go to. And I certainly would count um, MacStock among those. But Oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely, but it's not the same. It's, oh, uh, no, but it can't and, be. And it'll never be. Yeah, it, it's like MacStock is a great event, but um, just just by its sheer nature, it can never be what Macworld was. It's like the, the cool thing about Macworld was you never knew what was going to be there that you'd never seen before. I mean, all those little booths with 10 by 10s, the, all the places with the developers where they're at little station, little kiosks, like four to a booth. That's where you found all the stuff that was cool. And, and now, well, if somebody doesn't point me at it on the internet, I don't know where I'm going to find it. You know, there's not really that kind of, you know, uh, all under one roof thing. You know, listen, you're right. I mean, discoverability. But, you know, back then, you had a a much more limited number of developers. I mean, sure, some of them were very small. Some of them were large. But you didn't have the number of developers that you have now that are jostling for position and jostling for attention. And so wouldn't it be fun to get them all in Moscone and let them mud wrestle to, to the finish <laughs> or something? I mean... Yeah, but you know, I, I mean, listen, I'm I'm not being a naysayer here. I, you know, I just I feel like that there are certain realities, and certainly the last two two and a half years with COVID have really highlighted some of those things that we had to find different ways of doing things to make sure that things did keep advancing, and and that means the death of you know a number of things that we all loved a lot. But we we got new stuff like bands learned a whole new way to record music. Including really? the Coral All-Star Band. Yeah. Well, yes, yeah. I was thinking we, we, we only did it because we saw everybody else doing it, but the way you did it had to change because you couldn't all be in the same room to perform together. Um, and in this case, you know, you had to be able to make music with people that were in different cities asynchronously. They weren't going to be playing at the same time as you, and even if they were, good luck syncing it all up. So... Everybody played their own part to a click track, and then somebody else assembled them all, and it sounded like a band, more or less. You know, it's like, wow, that really can it, that can work. So I think uh, we heard a lot of recorded output, not just from the Macro Lost Our Band, but I think we we heard a lot of recorded output that maybe wouldn't have happened otherwise, but could happen because. People could add their own take to it on their own time at their own studio, so to speak. So I think that really 
And the same thing with Zoom. It's like, well, all of a sudden you don't have to go to the office. Really, you know, I think a lot of companies have come to the conclusion that people are just as or more productive if they don't have to spend two hours a day commuting. <clears throat> and, uh, you know, I think it, it, it proved that this can work and will change industry forever. It's like from now on, remote working is going to be one of those things that, you, you know, it's a, one of those deal points. It's like, do we have a remote policy? Do I have to be in the office five days a week, eight hours a day? Because if so, you can take this job and shove it. At least yeah. that's how I would deal with it. But I don't have to do any of that because I'm retired. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are a lot of, you know, again, it's, it's the And if we step back for a second and think, if in 1997, if we had gotten COVID, if we'd had, you know, the, the pandemic, I, you know, you have to wonder how many people would have had to make a choice between risking getting COVID by, because you had to go to an office or go to a school or go to a college as opposed to you know, being able to say, okay, I can do 90%, 98% of my work on an, at home. On an iPad or an iPhone even. I mean, exactly. you don't even need a real computer. You can do it with exactly. a, a tablet. Well, and, and two, think about the fact that, <clears throat> pardon me, that you know, we, so many people picked up their personal devices. Now that you know, we could argue that as from a security standpoint. Is it good or bad? Is that a good yeah. or bad thing? Yeah, but at the end of the day, listen, it, it, as far as I'm concerned, it's a hugely good thing because at the end of the day, they could keep their jobs. They The money kept coming in. The work got, kept getting done. And the world just didn't grind to a halt and the lights go out. You know, so I, I just I'm, – I'm so thankful that that came along we when had it the, did. Yeah, that we had the technology to overcome that need for isolation for a while yeah in fact i think we learned a lot from it and things will be better for many people in the future because of it well things got tested i sure wish i sure wish i could have like had telecommuting back when i had office jobs sure back before well, i got fired from office jobs <laughs> well things got i tested. was not a good employee i i was i don't know if you ever heard but i was I was not a good employee. I'm very direct. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Which doesn't go over well with bosses. No. Nope. But things got tested that would never have gotten tested, you know, or would have gotten yes. tested 15 or 20 years from now because, you know, the, the younger people coming on are doing things a different way than you and I grew up doing. And, you know, even then we're doing now. And so, you know, it, it would have happened, I think. It just would not have happened nearly as quickly or as thoroughly. So in 10 years, are we going to be doing these kinds of things, but in VR with avatars that, you know, like. You, you have to wonder, you know, if, I mean, somewhere on, on, um, on I YouTube. mean, we have, what are they called? Anim, Animoji. Those yeah, talking emojis. Yeah, I mean, we've got that already. I can't imagine that uh, we're far from, you know, true augmented reality where you do stuff and your avatar is imitating you in virtual. I mean, it, it exists now, but it's not, not what you use for a meeting. I think it might be, though, in the future. I think it might be like, you know, put on your goggles and let's talk. Sure. Well, somewhere on YouTube, there's um, an... Uh, a piece by with Walter Cronkite talking about the home of the future back then. And it's, 
it's interesting to see how many things they hit and just how thoroughly they missed some other things. But, you know, yeah, you have a video screen and you're going to be talking to people from home by a video screen. You're going to be working from home. You know, so it's, it, I don't we think don't we don't have can, Rosie the robot bringing us cocktails yet. 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 Actually, I was at a restaurant the other day and uh, they had a robot that brought drinks. It's like if you ordered a drink, this robot rolled up the aisle and stopped next to your table with the two drinks. Really weird. Yeah. Well, in, in Vegas, automated sushi bar. Yeah, in Vegas, there's a, a restaurant or, or a, I guess a little, not exactly a bar, but I guess it is called the Tipsy Robot in in uh, Planet Hollywood, and you know the you can have the robot mix your drink. Now it doesn't deliver it; you have to go up and get it, or they have to bring it to you, but. You know, it's, it's it's a great little gimmick, but on the other hand, it really shows you that, okay, you know, tweak this a little bit, move it forward a little bit, see what you could do with it. Right. See if uh, you can get it to pass the Turing test. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, so when does everything officially take, uh, take effect or, you know, finish well, up, I guess, is the best way. I've got two or three columns left, and then it's done. Uh, I have not officially announced it in the column. Um, I've hinted at it, but next week will be the week that I like say, hey, got, by the way, this is my penultimate column. You know what that means? Penultimate. That means not the last, but the next to the last. And the reason is I'm retiring after my next column, which will be the ultimate or last column. <laughs> so that hasn't really gone out, but by the time you, uh, by the time you get done editing out all the swear words from this one, um, I, I imagine it will be out. It's coming out, I think, this Sunday, the first one. Okay, and that would be... The penultimate. That would be the last Sunday in June. Yes, yes, because okay. my final column's July 3rd. Okay. Yes. So depending on when this gets published, I will make sure that I have links in the show notes to it, or just go to the Houston Chronicle uh, website and you'll find Bob's. Or Mac Observer. You know, yeah, uh, I can sure. I can say this freely now, but I write the same column for both places. Um, it's been an open secret forever. But the, the thing about the Mac Observer versions are there's no word count limit, so I don't have to write a specific amount of text so a lot of times the mac observer ones go a lot longer with more detail and more than that uh mac observer lets me choose whatever artwork i want to go with the story whereas the houston chronicle doesn't even listen to my suggestions for art um every so often they do but the, you know the, it's hit or miss for the chronicle I, I don't get to say put the screenshot at the top and then put this one in the middle of it so I, I, I actually prefer to read my stuff on Mac Observer because they leave in the cuss words and they leave in the pictures. <laughs> okay, well. I guess that was sort of an open secret, but I, I would tell people that. Also, I, I uh, no offense to the Chronicle, I guess. Well, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not a, I'm not a, loyal employee or anything i mean 25 years no gold watch nothing in fact uh i didn't even get a phone call from my editor i got a t email bye um <clears throat> yeah i'm i'm pretty happy about being done and uh 
you know, it's an open secret that the Mac Observer columns were always a better read and that the uh, Chronicle has a paywall that is just beyond obnoxious. You know, we'll let you read four more words, but first, subscribe for six months for 99 cents. Yeah. Well, oh, and I didn't have a comp, by the way. They, they uh, denied me a, a free subscription online. Electronic subscription? Every time I asked, they said, no, we don't do that for our, anybody. Hmm. Really? How much does that cost you? <laughs> How much Careful. are you saving by not giving me an online subscription so I can read my own stuff and give people a link to it? Huh? No? no. Yeah. Okay. Different, different world, Bob. Different world. Well, yeah. Now And now that they can't fire me. Yeah. <laughs> well, listen, I want to say a very heartfelt thank you because you have supported uh, my efforts with the podcast back before, you know, Mac Voices launched uh, shortly after Mac Notables, and we had such an amazing crew on Mac Notables, and then things kind of merged together. Um, but I really, really appreciate every time you've come on, and, you know, we've, we've argued, we've discussed, we've laughed, and I don't even know what to say except thank you. Well, thank you. You've always, I've always been happy to support your stuff because I think what you're doing is good and important. You know, it's like Apple users need to, to hear the truth every now and then from people like you and me. And, you know, it's just a good thing. I feel like there's a brotherhood of people like us, Dave and John Braun and, uh, um, What's her name? Gosh, I'm blanking. Yeah. Well, the Allison Sheridan, you know, uh, yeah. the, there's, there's just, there's, there's a whole uh, pantheon of, of people that I'm always happy to, to help out with their thing because they're doing the right thing. They're doing a good thing, you know, Mac, Mac stock. It's one of those things, you know, it's like, we're the good guys. I like to think. Well, and I've, I've always felt like it's important for folks to hear, not just, I mean, read the columns, absolutely, but to hear, you know, pretty much unedited, you know, what uh, you, what your thoughts are, what Adam Anks' thoughts are, you know, what um, Jason Snell's thoughts were, what, you know, I can just go right on down the line, you know, in, in your own words, and, and then, you know, do the back and forth discussion. And, you know, I think there's insight there for people. And that's always been one of the things I valued about your visits here is that, you know, there was, there was a different kind of insight because you, you always came to things from sort of a different, different kind of angle. And it was always a, and it, and it was always a well-reasoned out angle. Well, thank you. I, I, I like to think of myself as, as uh, purposely cantankerous, you know, it's like, I, I try to, uh, ask the ask myself the tough questions or answer the tough questions for readers, um, even when they're uncomfortable for us as fans. And you know there were there were a lot of times that I dissed something and I felt bad because I wasn't you know I wasn't like helping the cause. And there was a long time when it wasn't a. a it wasn't a, I, I, you couldn't swear Apple would be in business next year. You know, it's like there were times I wrote things about Apple and thought, I hope I didn't just put the final nail in the coffin. <laughs> but 
you never know. You know, look, they made a great comeback. They've done great. <laughs> They've done great for themselves. Look, their stock has appreciated, what is it, 17 trillion percent since then? <laughs> something like that. Yeah, something insane. Yeah, they're doing okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, listen, the door is always open here. If you want to come back and just say hello and let us know what part of the country you're in, or if you have commentary that you'd like to issue but you don't want to touch a keyboard, you're, you're well, always, always welcome. That's super. I think uh, I may want to do that after the next Worldwide Developer Conference. I'm thinking that's about how long it's going to take for me to start jonesing for, you know, tech dialogue. Okay. Well, I'll put it on the calendar. I'll yeah, check put it in on the calendar. I'm, I, check in with me. I, I'll watch it if I can. I don't know. I had a hard time watching the last one. It was just so schmoozy, so polished and i don't know it just didn't seem sincere it seemed very produced and planned for effect and you know okay i'm just jaded and cantankerous <laughs> by design so folks this is the jaded and cantankerous mr bob or bob dr macvalitis bob thank riding you again. off into i'm riding off into the sunset to retire yep Thank you again for everything, and we hope to Thank see you, you uh, again. You will. You haven't heard the last of me. Good. That's what I like to hear. There we go. You bet. Folks, I'm Chuck Joyner. This is Mac Voices. Yeah, this is kind of a bittersweet episode for me, as I said. Um, Bob was here at the beginning of Mac Voices. Before that, uh, he was guest on the User Group Report, the show I originally started. And so, yeah, one more, uh, one more of our friends decides to hang it up. But I'm going to stick around for a while anyway, and uh, I hope you'll be back next time uh, with me. Until then, and as always, thanks for watching.